If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Calls Cloud Business Phone Service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. All right, so here we go. Day before Thanksgiving, which is, by the way, my favorite holiday. Love the holiday of Thanksgiving. We'll talk a little bit about Thanksgiving gratitude today. Got some other stuff. Uh, I don't know if you saw if you saw Trump pardoning pardoning the two turkeys yesterday, which sounds like I'm talking about. I don't know, some general politicians, a couple of turkeys, but he uh, he per- pardoned, I should say, the turkeys, bread and butter. I want to play the sound bite from that. I want to also share with you a an op-ed, an op-ed written by Robert Redford. Robert Redford writes a odd, uh, an op-ed that I want to get to today, and then I want to talk about Thanksgiving, gratitude, gratitude. Um, Candidly, when I think about this particular show every year, this may be, this may be my favorite. If I have a favorite, just just this day, it brings into mind all sorts of things that I think are important, I think are good, and I want to talk about those things today. So, welcome to the program. I am your host Todd Huff. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. You can email me your opinions, thoughts, questions. Do my best to respond to those as quickly as possible. In fact, recently I got one um, asking uh, from someone who's wanting to, to start a podcast, and um, we'll see. We might be able to help this individual out a little bit with a, a few things. But I welcome welcome hearing from you, and it's good to good to be here. Also, Facebook.com slash Todd Huff Show for those that want to watch the program at live or on demand, and it is great to be here. So I want to start. I want to start by playing uh, this this soundbite yesterday. This this to me is one of the reasons why people, the people who love President Trump. This these are the reasons why. These are the reasons why Trump. Um, just the way that he goes about par- <laughs> pardoning these turkeys yesterday. At the oopsie daisies at the White House yesterday, talking about uh, well, he's bringing all sorts of relevant uh, impeachment talk by pardoning the turkeys, and I think it's again spot on exactly the reason why so many folks, those that love President Trump, love President Trump so much. And so I want to start by playing, <laughs> by playing this soundbite here in just a just a second here but 
you know, it's it's we're still in the midst of this impeachment. What proceeding impeachment shenanigans? We've got a ways to go here. In fact, polling shows uh, the latest poll. Right, we we cited polling yesterday from I forget where it was, an Emerson poll maybe, that showed that a lot of independents had turned from away from impeachment. The only ones really left demanding impeachment are Democrats. And we've had a Democratic congresswoman from Michigan already say that she's not going to support impeachment. Instead, she wants to just simply censure President Trump, slap him on the hand, maybe put him in the corner, give him a timeout, that sort of thing. That's what she that's what she wants to do. She's obviously afraid of the consequences of what that might mean for her reelection chances in the state of Michigan. So all that stuff's happening. All that stuff's going on. Yesterday, President Trump at the White House continues the tradition of pardoning a Thanksgiving turkey. This was first started, by the way, I think in 19, I want to say 89. It was, it was during George H.W. Bush. George H.W. Uh, Bush's presidency, he pardoned a 50-pound turkey. Now Trump's pardoning a couple of turkeys. And so I want you to hear this because this, to me, is kind of the reason that folks love President Trump so much. Here he is. Thankfully, bread and butter have been specially raised by the Jacksons to remain calm under any condition which will be very important because they've already received subpoenas to appear in Adam Schiff's basement on Thursday. It's true. Hundreds of people have. It seems the Democrats are accusing me of being too soft on turkey. But bread and butter, I should note that unlike previous witnesses, you and I have actually met. It's very unusual. Very unusual. In any event, I expect this pardon will be a very popular one with the media. After all, turkeys are closely related to vultures. So, so there he is. There he is in the white at the White House yesterday, uh, laying down some some one-liners relating the turkeys to. This whole impeachment process, saying that Adam Schiff has already subpoenaed these turkeys to testify in his uh, at, the, at the basement of the Capitol building. He says that the only difference between these turkeys and the other turkeys that have been on stage, um, well, yeah, that's the way it really, I think, is, this the impeachment stage. The previous individuals who have testified, Trump says, I actually know these turkeys. I've, I've met bread and butter which can't be said with much of the other individuals who've been testifying. And, of course, the media likes the turkeys uh, because they're so closely related to vultures, as he says. To me, this is the sort of thing that people love about, about Trump, those that like Trump. Of course, those that hate Trump think that this is probably dictatorial or uh, you know, fascist behavior, that no president, I'm sure that there's somewhere, some at this moment in time, someone is pinning some op-ed saying that this has never been done in the history of the United States of America. This behavior, using a non-political event, such as the pardoning of turkeys, 
the pardoning of turkeys to uh, launch into a, I'm sure someone will call it a tirade. You heard the tone yourself. I mean, he's just having playful fun, although I'm sure the the truth of what he's saying uh, resonates personally with him in, in dramatic ways. Oh, he also said that the, 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 the Democrats will say that he's now soft on Turkey, which I liked as well. Anyway, in, in that vein, in that vein, I want to skip, and I love this, this soundbite, by the way, but I want to skip to this op-ed written by Robert Redford. I know Robert Redford, radical leftist, but I still think it's worth reading because, or I guess getting familiarized with or understanding what people think or claim to think or whatever the case may be, what the arguments are, I guess, in favor, in favor of. Uh, some of this Trump hatred, Trump impeachment, that sort of thing. And so because I think after all, we have to understand that this country is divided, right? This country is sharply divided. And there's people all over the spectrum, all over the continuum. But I think at its core, at its core, um, you, you, can, you can break it into two, two general groups. Of course, you've got extremes, right? You've got You've got radical leftists, open socialists. Um, you have some who are have no interest in pursuing truth. They want to see their ideology. Um, they want to see it dominate America. They want to see it implemented in America. And so they don't really care about truth. They, they care about ways in which they can persuade or maybe intimidate or trick people into falling for uh, supporting their ideology, people who wouldn't normally openly do that. So there's a small percentage of people that fall, small percentage. Those people, I don't, they're, they're not persuadable. They're not interested in truth. They're not interested in some of the things we'll talk about here later in the program about Thanksgiving, about this great nation. They are interested instead in pursuing, advancing their ideology, their power, uh, their their dream of these socialist utopias. That is not most people. That is not the guy at work. That's not the, uh, the, the lady that lives across the street who voted for uh, Hillary in, in many cases. It is, of course, in some cases. But usually these folks are individuals who sometimes have a personality problem with, with Trump or – They've been conditioned to follow the narrative of the media, and so the media doesn't like Trump. Something has to be wrong, even though they may not even think about it in these terms. They just see that people are in a, a tizzy over President Trump, and so something has to be askew here. They can't be uh, – you know, everything that uh, is happening has to be something that's you know just not acceptable in American politics. They see the, the, the news reporting on Trump. It's all negative. And so they have to think to themselves, well, something has to be wrong here, right? Something has to be unacceptable here because I've never seen anything like this in, in my lifetime. This is how some people think. And then, of course, you've got others that move uh, to the Trump side. But, but really on the, on the side of the people that don't like Trump, you have those who, who hate him uh, personally in ways that I, I've not really seen another individual hate someone that – uh, other than maybe a person that they know. People don't know this guy, and the levels of hatred are off the charts. And you have others who just uh, – they, they just can't get behind some of his tweets and all this kind of stuff. They they know something or they believe something is, is wrong about him as president, 
They don't really know why. They don't understand the narrative about Russian collusion, but they think, well, since we've spent so much time and money, there must be something there. They just couldn't they couldn't find the evidence that would uh, actually, I guess, uh, convict him or get him thrown in jail or removed from office or whatever the case may be. And so that's how a lot of folks think about these things. And so my point is we have to understand a little what they're thinking. I understand, again, some of these folks are uh, not really telling us what they think because they just don't want someone in power who's not socialist, who's not Democrat. They hate a particular leader who's advancing ideas, a philosophy that's different from their own. I get that. But there's also those that fall into the other category, and I think they can be – some of them – some of them may be able to be persuaded. Now, I think there's a better chance of persuading them for the foundational principles of constitutional conservatism than there is of convincing them to like President Trump because that is so personal. That that is that is that's a very these these feelings for Trump are very very powerful for people. And so sometimes you're better off at persuading them towards the ideas than you are towards you know supporting Trump in particular. But be that as it may, the whole reason I say all this is because in order for us to do that, we have to understand what people either think or what they're reading and hearing, what people in their circles are saying. And so that's why I want to get to this Robert Redford piece. Now, this is at thehollywoodreporter.com. Now, I found this on Drudge. You won't hear me referencing thehollywoodreporter.com very often. In fact, I don't ever go there. The only reason I went there was because I found that on Drudge and the headline of this op-ed, well, the headline here says Robert Redford says Trump's monarchy uh, in disguise must end. Actually, I've got the the actual op-ed I'm going to pull from as well. That's at NBCNews.com. So anyway, talk about this when we get back, but I've got to take a quick time out. You're listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk, not bitter talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. See you. Welcome back. I should mention here, reminder, next week, next week, Friday, December 6th, I will be attending a an event in Indianapolis. Heaven in Business is doing a workshop. In fact, I spoke with the director of Heaven in Business. We'll hear from him early next week. This is an event uh, designed for Christians, uh, Christians, if you want to know practical ways to, as you might say, bring God to the workplace or, and, and look, we're not talking about, I mean, we're just talking about, how do I say this? Not, not just focusing on, you know, the only day that you, I guess, connect with God being Sunday, right? This is really just how do I bring God into what, what I'm doing? We're not, um, this isn't this isn't designed to be it's, it's designed to be something that that helps you combine aspects of your life. I think sometimes it's easy for all Christians to maybe segregate certain components of of life, separate them into containers, and you think Sunday is church day. That's the day I get close to God, and then 
I, uh, I get into the grind of the work week. And so there's a better way. That's not the way that, that God had intended. And this is for entrepreneurs. This is for employees. You don't have to be a business owner to come to this. And like I said, I will be there December 6th. For more information, you can go to heaveninbusiness.com slash events with an S, heaveninbusiness.com slash events. Going there right now, you can uh, simply scroll down and click on uh, the Indianapolis workshop. It's the first, you don't have to scroll down. It's the very first one, Heaven and Business Workshop, Indianapolis, December 6th. And there's also a day two, which is optional, but it's a two-day workshop if you'd like to go to both days. Heavenandbusiness.com slash events. And I hope to see you there. Before the break, I had mentioned, I had mentioned that uh, we were going to talk about this, what this, this op-ed, this op-ed from Robert Redford posted in a section of NBCnews.com on their website called Think. It's called Think. And this is what Robert Redford posts there. Robert Redford, of course, he's a radical leftist. I get that. I just, look, again, we need to understand the arguments, even if this particular individual is not persuadable, which I would suggest he's probably not. Under the only the most, uh, I don't know, serious of circumstances, would this uh, gentleman's opinions change? And that's okay, uh, just so long as these opinions aren't widespread across this great country. But anyhow, this is what he writes President Trump's dictator like administration is attacking the values America holds dear. Now, I want to pause because I think the first thing is you and I. You and I would argue, you and I would maintain that American values have been under attack for decades in this country. American values have been in the crosshairs, the proverbial crosshairs of the radical left for some time. American values, American values, the things that we have hold, held dear, the things that make this nation great, the things that we will talk about in the second half of the program today, when we talk about Thanksgiving, the founding of this great nation, those values have been under attack for a long, long time by, by no one named Donald J. Trump. Now, are there things that Trump has said or done that uh, you wouldn't say or do or that you have a problem with? Probably so, a tweet or yeah, you go back to the infamous Billy Bush thing or what have you, of course. Uh, but that's that's not what he's talking about here. He's talking about, well, I just want to read this to you and you can decide for yourself what he's talking about. So he continues, this monarchy in disguise, he calls Trump's administration monarchy in disguise, has been so exhausting and chaotic. It's not in the least bit surprising so many citizens are disillusioned. Again, Again, those of us who followed this for some time, those of us who believe American ideas, America, American principles, American values have been under attack by the radical left for a long time, we would say people have been disillusioned, disillusioned by the media on the other side of this equation. They've been disillusioned into believing certain things that had told them that things were just fine before President Trump. If any disillusionment is happening here, it's not on the side. It's not on the side of uh, 
people who are not convinced that Trump is a is running a monarchy in disguise. Continues, we're up against a crisis I never thought I'd see in my lifetime, says Robert Redford. A dictator-like attack by President Donald Trump on everything this country stands for. <laughs> everything, 100%. As last week's impeachment hearings made clear, our shared tolerance and respect for truth, which, by the way, is a word that I rarely hear leftists say, truth, because I actually welcome it. I love to hear the term truth. I love to hear the word truth because it's something, candidly, they'll shy away from because truth is terrifying. I'm talking about the radical leftist. They're the ones that tell you truth is subjective, that there is no objective truth. But nonetheless, he uses the word here, which is a little bit surprising to me because I don't normally see this. He continues, our sacred rule of law, our essential freedom of the press, and our precious freedoms of speech all have been threatened by a single man. So much to unpack there. I'm going to continue here. I don't have a lot of time to go through this because I want to get to, to Thanksgiving. I just want to share a, a glimpse of this, and I'll post this on our Facebook page if you want to read the whole thing. It's time for Trump to go, he, he continues, along with those in Congress who have chosen party loyalty over their oath to, quote, solemnly affirm, end quote, their support for the Constitution of the United States. And it's up to us to make that happen through the power of our votes. When Trump was elected, though he was not my choice, I honestly thought it only fair to give the guy a chance. And like many others, I did. <laughs> yeah, yes, the, the radical left lined up. They lined up to give President Donald Trump a chance. When did that happen, by the way? Was there some sort of a time warp that I hit? Because I don't remember this moment in time. In fact, I remember calls for impeachment. I wrote about this in last month's newsletter, literally 11 days into Trump's uh, administration, the supposed period of time that's known as the honeymoon, the honeymoon period for new presidents. 11 days in, Trump is basically being uh, – th th there's calls for his impeachment. He continues, and I've got to take a break here in a second, but tonight it pains me to watch what is happening to our country. Growing up as a child during World War II, I watched a united America defend itself against the threat of fascism. I watched this again during the Watergate crisis when our democracy was threatened. Democracy was threatened. That's an interesting way. Look, I understand that people were doing things they shouldn't have been doing in Watergate, but our entire system of democracy was threatened. Um, okay, but let's not get off the, the track, the, the, which by the way, constitutional republic, constitutional republic, we're not a democracy, but nonetheless, there's de democratic principles, of course, in this country. And again, when terrorists turned our world upside down during those times of crises, Congress came together and our leaders came together, politicians from both sides rose to defend our founding principles and the values that make us a global leader and a philosophical beacon of hope for all those seeking their own freedoms. What is happening right now is so deeply disturbing that instead of the United States of America, we are now defined as the divided states of America. Leaders on both sides lack the fundamental courage to cross political aisles on behalf of what is good for the American people. Of course, the, the crossing of the aisle for Robert Redford is when a Republican crosses the aisle to impeach 
President Trump. I said this yesterday. Every Tuesday I'm interviewed on a program. Tuesdays with Todd is what they call it. And we were talking about this. We're talking about, you know, I think the issue of bipartisanship came up. And the whole bipartisanship simply means, simply means when Democrats are in power, they want Republicans' help in growing the bureaucracy. That's it. That's your definition of, of bureaucracy. If you if you stand in opposition to bureaucracy, if you stand in opposition to socialism, if you stand in opposition uh, to you know the, the loss of liberty and freedom, the true American values and principles and foundations, whatever the world Robert Redford's talking about, it's not the American values. And I don't, he hasn't, hasn't even listed them yet. I guess fighting in, against fascism is an American value. Which, okay, it is. It's the antithesis of the constitutional framework, the constitutional principles set forth by our founders. But this, this, whole, this whole notion, I, there's no substance here to begin with. Just a bunch of name-calling and finger-pointing and basically saying, effectively, Republicans should work with Democrats to move America more... Uh, t- towards a bureaucratic state, towards a big government, towards a utopia that promises to solve all of its citizens' problems, and probably, for that matter, the, cit- the citizens of, of the world as well. But I'm going to post the rest of this. I don't have time to go through this. But I think it's important to understand what other people are either directly reading, what they're thinking, or what they're influenced by, um, and, and what they're watching, consuming, reading, thinking about, people in their circle of influence, that sort of thing. So I'll post it there. Again, it's Robert Redford, an op-ed piece, telling us that President Trump is a dictator and that he is running a monarchy in disguise. A monarchy in disguise. Anyway, that being said, I've got to stop and take a break. Again, you can find this on our Facebook page should you want to check uh, check it out at uh, facebook.com slash Todd Huff Show. When I get back, I want to talk about Thanksgiving. Talk about what I think is the best holiday that we uh, celebrate here and we'll talk about that when we return you are listening to the home of conservative not bitter talk i am your host todd huff back in just a minute welcome back here we are now officially entering into the holiday season. The holiday season, it is, you know, a great time, a great time of year. I was thinking the other day, there's about, um, there's several times that I'll tell myself, this is the best time of year. And the holiday season is one of those times. The other, Another time uh, that I say that is, is the springtime. I think I also tell myself that in the summertime, there was a, Period of time I used to say that at the beginning of the NFL football season. May even tell myself at the beginning of March Madness. So basically, I think all year is great, minus minus the really really terrible cold, awful times in January and parts of February. But but there's plenty of stuff to uh, to talk about even even in those months as well. But this is this is truly just a great time, a great time of year. And Thanksgiving, I believe. I believe is the it's my favorite holiday. Let's let's say that. It's it's a holiday that has been has remained relatively pure, I would say. Now I know we have 
Black Friday, the day after, which, by the way, um, I don't go out and participate in Black Friday. I think I did that in high school once. I've that was insane. I, I just that's that's not my that's not my scene. God bless you if it is. Have fun and all that, but I will not be the one who is out shopping on Black Friday. I don't care what the deal is. In fact, I'm splitting some wood on Friday. But anyhow, anyhow, this 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 is the greatest uh, a, a great time of year, and and we have a lot to be thankful for in this country. And I want to always preface this by saying, um, this is look, it, people go through difficult periods of time, regardless of the type of society that they live in. Right, it doesn't matter what type of government we have. Um, there are certain things that are unavoidable in in life. Um, there will be financial difficulties for people. There will be marital problems, divorces. There will be health scares, health problems. There will be uh, the the loss of loved ones. That has nothing to do with whether or not you live in a constitutional republic or under a socialist dictator or whatever the case may be, that has to do with simply living this side of heaven, this side of heaven in a world that's broken by our sin. But that sin, of course, has been atoned for by Jesus, and he will make all things new one day. But that's not what we're talking about. I just feel like it's important to point that out because sometimes in the emotion of going through a struggle, it might be... I don't know, confusing. So setting that aside, the framework, the culture, the society that we have in this nation, I believe, and I've said this before, I believe that this is the closest representation of what it means, of what God wants us to do, and how he wants us to live this side of heaven. Now that is not, that's not meant to be a statement that justifies people who abuse their freedoms and do bad things. I'm simply saying living in a culture, living in a society, living under a government or within a government that respects individual liberty, a government that respects uh, the, the, the reality that you are, that I am created, created by God with certain unalienable rights, and that those inalienable rights are given by God, not by the government. And that's an important distinction. The government, if the government gives, the government can take away under the direction of new, new leadership. That's not what our founder said. Our founder says the, these rights come from God. They're not granted by government. They are not, uh, you know, they're not the result of something uh, that some politician, leader, king, Etc. had given us. Instead, these are these are innate human rights, if you will. This is what it means to be human. This is what it means to be created by God. We have inalienable rights, and that among those are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And so the first thing I think of when I think about this this country's great history and what we have thankful uh, what we have to be thankful for is that this is truly the greatest nation in the history of the world. And that's not a smack across the face to other nations. It's not that at all. In fact, other nations have improved dramatically as well by following, to some degree, examples set 
by the founders, by, by, the, uh, by the United States of America. And so we have a lot to be thankful for in that regard. But there's more to be being thankful. Zig Ziglar said that gratitude is the healthiest of all human emotions. And so it's important to, to be grateful. We have a lot to be grateful for. And I want to continue to talk about that after the break, but I've got to take a time out. You're listening to Conservative Not Bitter Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back to the program, talking about gratitude, talking about Thanksgiving, talking about thankfulness. And we have a lot of things to be thankful for in this in this great nation. And I wish, you know, Robert Redford wrote about Trump taking us away from American values and Trump taking us towards a monarchy in disguise, as he says, a monarchy in disguise. And, of course, for those of us who believe that Trump's taking steps to move America back towards some of these things. In fact, yesterday he was talking about how some want to change the name of Thanksgiving, like they want to change the name of Christmas and the whole happy holidays thing. Trump gets into that sometimes. But, you know, this this concept that culturally we've we've been moving away from some of these foundational truths for a long time, I don't think is really uh, something that can be argued with a with a straight face. This is that that is reality. This is not a new occurrence, a new phenomenon. We weren't on a course towards everything being hunky dory apple pie under the leadership of Barack Obama. Just because the media didn't get in a tizzy about it, just because Obama had a good jump shot, just because Obama, uh, when he spoke, could cause people to faint, did not mean that we were on the track towards traditional. American values. And one of those traditional American values is the idea of, wait for it, free markets, capitalism. (gasps) The gasp from the radical left can be heard from miles away. But that is something that was embraced by our early founders. In fact, Rush on today, uh, Rush tells the story, the, the real story of Thanksgiving. In the synopsis, he goes into much more detail. But the synopsis is the the pilgrims, when they came to this nation, they basically were socialists. They were, and William Bradford writes about this. Every person split things equally, and that first winter, lots of people died because there wasn't enough there wasn't enough that was produced. Laziness was actually result the result of the socialistic system. And there's a lot of things I could say about that and get into, but I just – I can't. That's that's what they found. They saw this firsthand. And so Bradford made a radical change, and he gave everyone a parcel of land, and he said whatever you produce on that land belongs to you. And if you want to store it, sell it, trade it, whatever, you can do that. And yes, by the way, the Indians did help them. The Native Americans did help them uh, with some some crops and so forth. That's not being denied. But what really produced the bounty was the fact that they made that change in year two to this concept of what was yours was yours. And there was so much bounty 
and and there was so much left over that they actually threw this feast of Thanksgiving and they shared it with uh, the Native Americans, of course, as well. And the Native Americans contributed too. But the idea, the idea was they were thankful to God. They were thankful to God for the surplus, for showing them a better way. And of course, Bradford, I mean, these are deeply religious people, folks. These are deeply, uh, deeply devout, sincere Christian people. And they realized that that was, in fact, the better way. Nothing has cured, nothing has cured poverty, addressed the symptoms of poverty more in the history of the world than capitalism and free markets. I understand there can be individual capitalists that do really reprehensible things, but it's not the system's fault. The system has unleashed the power of humanity. The system has given people at all levels of our socioeconomic scale, if that's the prism through which you look at things, it's given all people an opportunity to advance their position in life, to make their quality of life better. And that's something that we should be thankful for, something that the pilgrims, uh, in a way, may have stumbled into, Bradford changing direction and giving uh, people that freedom. He didn't like to see the laziness. He writes about this. Rush tells this story in much more detail. I do it um, in a very brief way to uh, tip my hat to the great Rush because he, he was such an influence on my life. And then, of course, to also honor and recognize uh, the pilgrims and what they did, what they discovered, and what their findings basically have led to in this great nation. Just one of the many things. But I have to take a break. I have to take a break. You're listening to the Home of Conservative, Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back. Just have a few, few seconds left here few seconds left before we wrap up for the thanksgiving holiday by the way we will not be in tomorrow thanksgiving day or on friday be returning be returning next week but i hope i hope you have a great thanksgiving holiday whatever your traditions whatever uh, you do i hope that you have a great holiday i love this holiday in fact i was asked yesterday in the interview what my favorite thanksgiving dish was you know what mine is my 80, I think she's 83-year-old grandmother, she still makes our Thanksgiving dinner. And don't try to convince her otherwise because she's not going to stop doing that. But she makes homemade noodles and turkey and noodles, I tell you, are truly phenomenal to me. Delicious. But anyway, music's telling me it's time to go, guys. As always, have a happy Thanksgiving. See you Monday. Thanks for listening. SDG. SDG.